Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. And they begin cracking and moving and screaming. Well, something maybe a little worse than undead kicking around in here, guys. Happy news. You step out into this forest, hit a hot wave of humid air. Not too far. A clearing. I, I, I think we can follow the path there. Okay. That, yeah, that's our best bet. You look in and you see inside there are seven figures inside seven cells. The cells themselves are constructed with what looks like like melded together skeletal figures. What are you doing here? Well, this is going to sound lame. Saving you guys? I don't know. We, we were coming to... Rescue you and bring magic back to the world. Oh, delightful. Excellent. Do me first. Do me first. And you are... Didn't you recognize me in my fine janitor outfit? Just a janitor <laughs> over here. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking janitor. I'm gonna go knock on Bahamut's cell. <laughs> the old man, he naps through everything. Yemble goes behind Siric and then just like plants herself and pushes as hard as she can. Clerics! With you all huddled close, we see him blink as you all teleport out of the prison. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. He, him. Also with me today is Amy Moore. I am here, and I play Thea Amastasia, uh, a female uh, high elf druid, and we both go by she, her. And Carla Maxted. She, her. I'm playing Yenbul Nuri, a Kalishtar cleric. Also, she, her. And Tom Laird's here. He, him. And I am playing Talgir Heavyfoot, a mountain dwarf paladin who... Uh, I don't know where to go with that sentence. Who is a cool guy? Cool guy. It's a real cool guy. I somehow have blanked out that his last name was Heavyfoot. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Seemed, that yeah. seemed like brand new information to me, <laughs> which it definitely wasn't, but. Which Tolgear is a patron named uh, character. So thank you, Christian Brown, for naming Tolgear Heavyfoot for us. You know who's not here? Kristen. Sorry, Kristen. Wait, I thought she was a new permanent cast member. Yeah. I know. What the heck? I'm we sorry. We tricked her time and again, <laughs> and somehow she became wise to our tricks. 
And then was like, nah, even though my character's still around, I got to go my separate ways. So it's fair. Yeah. That's understandable. I mean, a goth is around, obviously, because we're. Yeah, a goth and Rex are out having adventures, doing cool stuff. Mm-hmm. They got their own things us. to do. You know what? Yeah, they yeah. might even be standing right next to you for the rest of forever until Kristen decides she wants to come back. Who knows? Oh, okay. fun. Who knows? Just following around. We'll see how the game plays. Um, but you can, uh, there's this, this is going back to the other thing that I mentioned previously. You can name characters over at patreon.com slash dumb dragon cast uh but also get an episode dedicated to you like today's patron eric Houlihan. hey thanks eric thank you, thank you eric thanks, with eric. a super fun last name i love i know it. it's so fun hey it's fun Houlihan. obligatory mash joke right here <laughs> yeah <laughs> mash you, you did it! Yay! <laughs> Patreon.com slash DumbDragonCast. And now, fuck it, let's play! An icy, stale wind blows across the city of Brinshander. As our group appears in an illuminated shutter. The city is destroyed flattened to the ground. Thea, Yemble, Tulgir, Agoth, and Rax huddle around the recovering human form of Bahamut. He looks frail and disheveled and begins to collapse after having teleported the group back to Corsari. A sickening and all-too-familiar sound begins to cut through the wind. It's the sound of a horde. You look around and all streets leading to this town center, or what was town center, begin overflowing with flesh-rotted zombies. Oh, this is, this is not good. We thought this was the last stronghold. What does this mean? Got, got any magic in you, Bahamut? How you doing here, buddy? He just groans and lifts his head, but... There's... Just give me the hang loose... But he's really just, like, it, his heart isn't in it. Yeah, that's that's the feel you get from the eyes rolling back in his head. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, if if, if he can't really help us, uh, I think I got something that might, uh, might turn... I've, I've had this thing for a while, and I've, I've yet to use it. So I know the situation isn't great, but so this is actually, like, kind of exciting. Well, I, I'm excited for you. What you got? Telgear roots around in his bag, and... You see him pull out a conch shell. It's two and a half feet long. Looks like it weighs a few pounds. And it's got a rune engraved in the side of it. He says, oh, all right, everybody. Pretty. Everybody, uh. All right, we get well, inside again, here? I don't really know how this is going to feel when I do oh, this. Oh, where are you putting this? Ooh, should but, should we hold hands or? Yeah, I don't really know. Okay, yeah, like everybody, yeah, maybe maybe we all link hands and you can grab uh, Bahamut's hands there and and I'm going to blow on this thing and it's going to take us back. How do you know that? The horde's 15 feet away. I here don't care, goes. blow. Okay. And he takes like a big <gasps> lung full of breath and blows into the conch. What does it sound like, Tom? The sound of the conch of teleportation echoes out, as regal as it sounds. 
it's super regal. As the dirt and frost around the heroes begins to rise, their eyes are drawn to a high point, a hill at the edge of the city on the horizon. And the dimly lit silhouettes of a tall dragonborn and a hooded gnome appear before them. In an instant, the spiraling energy, as if drawn from the center of the group, pulls quickly in, and the group is gone. It's quiet. Until we hear a build-up and pop. Followed by the settling of dust to the stone floor in the sewer hideout beneath Castle Orcus. There's a gasp as everyone in the area turns with panic and then relief as they see your group before them. There's a beat, and you hear from within the group, Holy fuck! Flamikins runs forward towards the group, and before Thea can say anything, leaps high in the air and wraps herself around your neck. They said you would... They said you were back, but then you left before I came back, and then I thought you might not come back, but you but you're back, and and Flint's Flint's still out. And she's shaking you. Fruit, get, get your boobs out of my face! But you're back. God, you're back. Yes. She breaks into tears, and you feel her sobbing as she hugs you. Oh, I hug, I hug her back tight. Yeah, we're back. Stepping out from the crowd is Leosin and a group of resistance who move towards you and begin checking your wounds and tending to the old man who you are all surrounding and appear to be protecting. You, you came back. Who, who's this? What, what? Tell, come in, quick. Oh, yeah, careful with the merchandise over here. Yes. Who is this? We found one. You, you don't, you don't recognize him? We have returned with a god. Come on, he's a really cool guy. Wait, is this, you found Bahamut? Yeah, we wanted the best one. I assume. He's speechless. He snaps quickly to the resistance who have come and with all arms ushering them to move him back to a bed somewhere where he can rest. How did you, how did you, do you know what this means? Do we have a fighting chance in this thing? Yeah. Okay, good, because that's why we did... Is this not why we're doing this? I feel very overwhelmed right now. There's a lot going on. Yeah, I'm just going to hold you a little bit longer. Yeah, I I feel like her legs are wrapped around my waist, and I'm just, like, cradling her, like, you know, like you do a toddler. Come, come, come in. Come in. Have a rest. I assume we were gone for the appropriate amount of time. There hasn't been any sort of extreme time jumps while we're gone. It's 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 been a couple weeks. Honestly, quicker than I thought we would be. We unfortunately have bad news too. Okay. We went to Luskin. Yes. And and you found the Brotherhood? No. Not exactly. The tower still stands, but no one is there manning it. There were clues, and we followed them to Icewind Dale. There was a god there. A small god. Oriel? Oriel, yes. Nailed it. They, they were remaining. 
they were remaining. Then we returned with Bahamut. The city had been taken by the dead. We would have to if... um, Fulgir had a giant shell. That's right, yes. Sorry, I can't breathe. Uh, Can you loosen up a little bit, Flamekins? Just... Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. So much. <clears throat> sure, I, yeah, just gonna stretch it out here. Totally cool. Playing it cool. It's good to see you. All right. Fist bump. Yeah. Uh, who are your friends? Uh, that's okay. We don't have to explain it right now. I'm sure it's been explained before. I'll go ask somebody else. I- I'll see you in a minute. Wound up pretty tight, that one. Uh, yes, she is. And also, I apologize in advance. You'll know why. Oh. Velios and. <laughs> what do we do now? We have. Returned Bahamut, we have seen other gods in a prison. If we, there's a way we can get back there, we, we could get them out. It just requires a little tradesies. He doesn't appear to be at peak performance, hmm. I will say. Yeah, there was a few there, and really the only one that seemed to be high-functioning was Cyric. Yeah, that sounds... Like a recipe for not ending up where we wanted to end up if you were to have brought him back. Yeah, we tricked the trickster. He's probably really mad. And He's probably pretty upset yeah. with us when we do free him. Great. If. Yeah. Well, that's... that's well, I mean, do we need I think, all the gods? I think he'll be stoked to be free, though. Yeah. True. Uh, that's for another time. Uh, we'll worry about that when we have to cross that bridge. Um, it sounds like they don't let them out quite at any... They don't let them out from the sounds of it. No. Correct? Yes. I mean, that was that was what we were led to believe. Well, they take them out, but only to exterminate or destroy them. Yeah, Cyrix said once they go out, they don't come back. This last couple weeks has been the most relief we have seen in more than 10 years. But I fear that we are creating ripples in Orcus's nipples. The old ripple nipple. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is bad. Um, I'm glad I have this halting speech pattern where you can <laughs> fill in exactly what you want Everything to I say. Want. Yes. <laughs> Um, ripples in his security. Don't say nipples again. She almost did. She was this close. <laughs> Waves in his <laughs> butt. Waves in his butt. Yep. Yeah. See, I beat you to it. <laughs> yeah, we got good bloops good. already for this episode. It wasn't good, <laughs> <laughs> did you? see anyone, uh, obviously not if they didn't come back with you, but anyone remaining in in Icewind Dale where you were? Just a rather large crowd coming in from where the barriers were down. We saw someone up on the hill. I don't know who. Yes, we saw a dragonborn and a gnome on the hill. Yeah, there were, there were two people there. We had met them. In the pyramid. Yeah. Could it be Orcus's right hand Varnox? I believe so with his left hand lip-synky. Well, um, 
the relief is that we have a God who hopefully is mending and replenishing themselves enough to help us with whatever we need to do next. Um, with Bahamut and Grancis. Sorry. Co- hmm? Um, Flamikins, uh, it, it came back from the abyss and brought Grancis. She did her. what now? Well, I fear for you that we need him. Oh, son of a bitch. He is also recovering in a comatose state, induced. Okay, now how long can we keep that? Like maybe just till the last minute? I'm kidding. We need I'm him kidding. to be I know. up to his power. Okay. He's one of the last trained wizards left in the world, Thea. I know. Guys, he's just so irritating. He's a friend of yours? Uh, yeah, sort of, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the man makes a mean pancake. I'll give him that. I mean, the more the merrier, right? Yes. I've never actually seen him do anything useful, but I keep being told he is very powerful. So, Leosin, well, that's no. on you if that doesn't pan out. Fine. Totally on me. Okay, cool. I'll fill out the paperwork that says, nope, he wasn't that powerful. I don't think you do paperwork why, anymore, do you? My question is to you. He's been down there for this long. How, why would Orcus keep him? He's turned to everybody else. Probably to turn him onto us and cause some disgruntled Thea where I'm just going to wreck everything in here now. I see you not, I, I, I can see your hair going grayer as I'm talking. I, I'm, I'm messing with you, Leosin. The more, the more, not the merrier, I will be terse, uh, but the more power we have on our side, the better. As I was saying, with Bahamut and Grancis back, we will have been creating points to notice in Orcus and his followers. If it was, in fact, Varnox and Lipsinki that you saw, they will be on the lookout for anything out of the ordinary, as they must know you have returned. Well, they did see us disappear in a giant flash of magic, so... Yes. That we couldn't help. And appear in one. Well, then it might not be long before they they are able to find us. There are two things that we can do. We have another party out trying to recover a, a, a relic of supposed teleportation. It was used in the fight against Tiamat to bridge the planes between the material and the nine hells to bring the devils here. And we want that because... Because we can't get anywhere outside of our present time. If we have a god who can harness that power, there's no... There's no stopping us from being able to move through not only space, but maybe time. Oh. Well. That... That would be good. That seems very important. I would say 
time travel relic top of the list, right? Yes. What's number two? If our location is found out, we believe there may be a refuge on the continent of Maztica. Flamikins has a vessel available to take us there. It's across the sea. We hadn't traveled because we had no way, no way to get out, no way to get there, and no real, I mean, we still don't have real proof that there is life there as well, but we, with you saying that the last refuge that we didn't know about on this land is gone, there's nothing for us here. Okay. So plan we need to go and get this relic and also escape with pirate flamekins to Mar- Marscaponia Mystica Mystica Marscaponia Marscaponia the land of cheese <laughs> to Mystica Toriel can't be dead if it was dead, Orcus would stop having his forces hunting refugees and, and patrolling every way. He would have got his way. Everyone would be pain-free and able to just go about their business. But he's still hunting. He still has Varnox and Lipsinki going out and destroying. That means they know that there are places, and that's why I hope Maztica is one of those places. We will... Rest here as long as we can. Hopefully give Bahamut and Flint and Grants' time to recover. How's Flint doing? No positive change. He hasn't woken, barely stirred. He is still breathing. The transformation has maintained where it was when you left, which was almost entirely. Would you like to see him take some time? Let let me think on it. Okay. So what's the word on this relic? Where do we need to go? Who do we have to kill? What's, What's the plan? Well, we actually have a group out who's due back hopefully soon. I've asked you to do enough. If they return with it, then we can use it. And if not, well, then we will send you following them. But let's hope that they make it back. It's not, it's not past when they should be due back yet. And in the meantime, we should be preparing, packing, becoming as mobile as we can so we can escape. Exactly. Knowing that Varnox and Lipsinki will likely be returning to here, Castle Orcus, Waterdeep, whatever we want to call it now, we should probably make our go bags, so to speak, and be ready to move. Agatham, uh, come with me. Uh, we can feed Rack some, and uh, some people I'd like you to meet in the back. Maybe you can help arrange things back here. 
Agath, thank you. Yes, thank you. For fighting with us. We could not have done any of this without you. Without either of you. Hmm. We are not done yet. I will expect to see you back. Do not disappoint me. I want to go see Flint. Okay. And I'm going to go and I'm going to meditate beside him. Okay. You walk back further into the refuge and back to the makeshift uh, triage center where Flint is laid out. And as you enter, you see Grancis in the cot beside him. Flint would be so pissed right now. Yeah, he's... He'd probably, he'd probably be okay given the circumstances, you know, with comas and stuff. You'd say comos? Well, Perry was a, a good friend of mine. You know, comos. You know, like, <laughs> it's just a saying. When you're sleeping, you're down. And you're gonna go all around. I'm gonna let myself out, okay? Well, it's nice seeing you there, I guess. I don't feel real weird. Uh, it's, it's okay. <laughs> Would it have been more entertaining if Thea had like grabbed a pillow and was moving it toward Grancis and then flaming kids like interrupt. <laughs> no, Thea wouldn't. Oh. Thea just finished saying we need his help, huh? Yeah, but maybe but we maybe don't. Just... Oh, I thought that was Flint. I was gonna put him out of his misery. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just give you. I'll just give you a moment there with Flint. Thanks, Flamingons. It's it's nice to see you. It's fucking great to see you. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go now. Okay, bye. Yeah. I don't know what to say. You're both, you know, in a coma. Um, plus, I, I'm really I'm really just talking to you, Flint and Grancis. This, you're very much, like, putting your nose where it doesn't belong just by being here, but... It'd be really... Well... Be be awful nice if you guys could uh, wake up, and you know there's quite the quite the shitstorm happening. So if if maybe you had anything in there that help you to get on up, and, or at least just you know don't turn into a dragonborn completely and lose yourself to another soul inside you. Um, that'd be great, because I'm still working on it. What if he lost himself to the music? Flamekins. It's like a personal moment. So, sorry, I was just around the corner. I'm not listening. It's a small place. It's not. It's enormous. You guys will figure that out when you wake up. Either here, or you may be on a boat. Just gonna hang out for a bit. I'm going to meditate in the corner until I regain my hit points. Thea, you sit down and begin meditating. We fade out on that scene and into a dark space. It's the middle time. Oh, I feel like you were a gong. Like yeah, someone I did feel kind of gongish. I felt a little flat from where I wanted to be, so I just kind of just held mm, it held a little it longer. Sure. Then it seems right. intentional. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was okay. very, it was very mellow and mm. yeah. 
like we're meditating. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah, just bring everyone nice. just way down. Yeah, way in down. The middle of so this podcast, can, yeah. just the yeah, energy, just drop calm. it. Right. Let's now, just very calmly talk pose. about 100 <laughs> episodes. Exhale. Snuck that up on ya. Sneak attack. Hey, we're almost at 100 episodes for season two. They said it couldn't be done. And we did it. So we showed That's them. Right. We, showed them. Take that we looked them. at season one. We were like 84 episodes. Let's add. Can do that in our sleep. For Let's add a right. second timeline and double that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you put it like that, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's really, I mean, decisions were made. Uh, but wouldn't that be really cool if while we hit our 100th episode, we also had 100 patrons? That would be very cool. It'd be so be good. Because then our patrons could hear the Grant's Flamingons episode that is ready. Oh, it's just so waiting. Ready. It's ready it's and waiting. It's just waiting. It's in the Disney vault waiting to be released. That's right. Exactly. Does Disney still have a vault? Are we allowed to say I Disney? Don't think I mean, so. now with Disney Plus, I would assume not. I mean, I think everything's out of the vault. They took it out of the vault. Maybe they should put Little Mermaid 2 back in the vault. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Some Ariel. Ariel's here. not even in it, is she? Hot, um, hot barely. Takes. I, I'm, I didn't know. Is it, it about a her daughter? Yeah, she yeah. has a talk being all like. We've really gotten sidetracked, yeah. okay. guys. Hey, hundred patrons. We would love to have a hundred patrons by the time we reach a hundred episodes. Mostly because it would be really cool. I yeah, mean, just the optics it, of a hundred, a yeah. hundred. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nice. Yeah. Well, and we have that cool bonus episode burning a hole in it's our pocket. So, it's yes. so it's so hot. It's like sizzling. Well, I mean, and it I've has got it all, in, it's just not that hot. I got it all edited, ready to go. I just got to hit schedule. And then as soon as as soon as we hit that 100 patrons, it goes live, baby. And you can get Grancis and Flamey Kids. Me? And, I, oh, I couldn't even jump oh, it. Dang. Oh, I, I've been on Ooh, summer it's break. It's been a long time. <gasps> me. Me. And me. Yeah, there we go. I had to go. Grancis to Flamey Like, if every one of you were to tell a friend maybe then to go listen to all hundred episodes and yeah. then at this point mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> join us oh okay well i was Sign just gonna up. say yeah. maybe Patrons, just go back and listen yeah. to all what 96 episodes up to, up this, to this point, point and yeah. then yeah. finish it off yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely That'd i'm just great. saying if you if everyone tells one person like pff, what like we need like what like a handful of patron Look, like if every we'll make it to 100 I mean, if everybody who listened to the show signed up for our lowest tier, I mean, we'd be having so many patrons, having so many patrons, having so many talks, so many goo we need so many more bonus episodes, so many more Ooh, bonus episodes. True. And that's the thing. When you are a patron, you get access to so many bonus episodes. Tom runs a game over there that I can't wait to play. I think we get to play it later this month. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tomorrow, Tom. Get on it. Jeez. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, but I'm really uh, looking forward to that where I play a tabaxi bard and Amy plays uh, a surly Goliath barbarian oh, and no, Ilya plays is just the most delightful Asimar monk. Well, Carla, Carla plays. What did I say? Ilya yeah. plays an Asimar monk. Oh, Ilya yeah. is an Asimar. I mean, Carla just embodies yeah. every character she steps same, in. Same, same. Yeah. yeah. I also do a lot of flips and punches yeah. and kicks That's and real and fast you're so moves fast. in my daily She's life. She's doing them right now, like amazing mic it's presence incredible. as it's happening. Just, yeah. just flipping. The body can and and you could, you could be a part of that. Amazing. You Patreon could be part of that Patreon family. Dot com slash dumb dragon cast. We'd love to see you over there. 
get you back to the episode now. Thanks so much for being here with us. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Love you, bye. bye. Okay, bye. The smell of fresh baked goods permeates the senses as we open on a quiet and modest underground dwelling. We hear movement through and beyond the door, and as we enter, we see Flint standing in the kitchen, rolling out dough, a filling boiling on the hearth with his sister Helgis tending it. I can't believe you volunteered us both to make all of these pies for the block party. It, it did. Uh, well, it didn't seem like everybody was going to come. <laughs> but I mean, once they found out that we were making our special peach pies, everybody signed up. I know. I'm I'm sorry. I know you had a few other things to do, but I, I, I appreciate you helping and actually sticking around and helping me. Because uh, doing it myself would have been nightmarish. Oh, you wouldn't have got it done. There's no way. Okay, so what uh, what do I have to add now? Like you have to stir it for uh, 45 minutes, and then and then add there was a there was this special ingredient. Yeah, so so let that one boil uh, for a little bit. It's already done. Uh, as far as uh, this one over here, though, yeah, that's where we need to add the special ingredient. Mom's little secret: cinnamon. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Well, that's a pretty common ingredient, especially in a peach pie. It really really takes it above and beyond. Door swings open on the other side of the room. Your mom steps out in her nightgown. Are you giving everybody my special secret again? What What do you mean everybody? It's only me and Helja here. Everybody's listening, Flint. Everybody's listening. I mean, I, I don't think... Oh, okay, sure, yeah, you know what? Everyone's listening. We'll keep it under wraps. Her eyes dart to a window beside you. You see the neighbor boy, Timber, who's peeking up kind of like Kilroy style over the edge and he locks eyes with your mom and he bolts down and you hear footsteps running off. Okay, well, he was watching, but I don't think that really means everyone was watching. That timber, that timber's got loose lips and loose lips sink ships, which really isn't a great saying when you're underground. I mean, I think it still works. Uh, Tell you what, I'll stop by his house later on and I'll have a little chat with him, and we'll make sure that it stays hush-hush. All right. You make sure that kid knows to keep the cinnamon to himself. I mean, I'll, br- I'll bring him a pie, too, so that'll probably help. Door slams shut behind her. She goes back into her room. Okay, so we have to speak quieter now. Yeah, yeah. Turns out, okay. uh, turns out everyone is watching and listening. Scene fades, and it's... Uh, it's later in the day and where would flint go for his axe training there is uh next to the smithing shop there's like a little kind of a warehouse type thing that you know normally when when times are really good it is filled with goods and and materials and things that are you know taking up a lot of the space but lately it's it's been a little bit uh slow uh, in, in the dwarven community here, so he's kind of carved out a little area complete with like training dummies and well and blocks of wood and and various other things so that he can get some axe training in. 
this area is cleared and it's perfect for you. And it, it, if the where in this space says you've been going at this training for a little while. When you hear just a clear of the throat but behind you, <clears throat> you're a little uh, little loose on the right there. Okay, I I hear what you're saying. Uh, I just want to remind you that I'm trying out this like new two axe technique, and it's it's just I mean. I don't know, I prefer the big old battle axe, but like, this is pretty fun too. Yeah, no, it looks really good, especially uh, uh, as it probably could have snuck in there and stabbed you right in the side. Hey, yeah, it's, wouldn't do that though. All right, Glory Jam, let's just take it easy here. Uh, <laughs> why, did, why, why did you want me to do this two axe technique anyway? Like, I'm, I'm down for trying something new, but like, is there an actual reason or just, just for funsies? I wanted to see if you could do it, because if you could do it, then I could do it. Okay, all right, I got you there, yeah. What about the axe throwing? Have you been practicing? Have I been practicing? He uh, takes a hand axe from his belt and whips it at this this wooden pole that's uh, a wooden support pole. Uh, I'll roll for it. It hits it, but it, it doesn't stick in and kind of bounces off to the ground. So, uh, I've been working on it. Uh, All right. Well, the thing you have to remember when you're doing the throwing is is depending on how close or far away you are is how many rotations and, of course, how how hard you throw it as well. So with the effort you put in there and you stopped a little bit short. So, I mean, just take like half a step forward and do it again. You should be able to hit it. No problem. Hit and stick. That's what we call it. He takes half a step forward, skeptically looking at you, looses the hand axe, and it sticks in perfect. So if one caravan leaves Mithril Hall and going, going at two horsepower... And uh, one caravan leaves Waterdeep, leaving it three horsepower. Where do they collide? I mean, this is not the time or the place for your your brain teasers. This is axe practice, and we will leave it as axe practice. That's just what you... Okay, yep, you got it. You got it, smarty pants. As I kind of turn away, I'm like... He he moves in to kind of show you where you're... Um, where your loose side is that he was he was saying, and we fade to a very familiar place to Flint, and it's the Smith shop of your father, Fargrim. Describe to me what stands out to you for Flint in this. Uh, the thing that stands out the most in in Fargrim's shop to Flint, there is a beautiful set of like mithril chainmail that his dad made years ago and even when the shop fall would fall on hard times or whatever it is he would never sell it it was it was the thing that he was the most proud of that he made as far as uh with his two hands and yeah it was it was his it's his pride and joy and it's it's front and center behind the counter in the shop you hear the sound of like heavy hammering and the forges are blazing. It's a good day, like a really good day. And you're staring up at this mithril uh, chain mail, a sense of calm or peace washing over you. Hammers and axes aren't gonna make himself there, Flint. Yeah, yeah, I know, uh, I know that, but I mean, you, you took this big order for bracers, and you know it's finicky work, so it, it's gonna take me a little bit of time to get through it. Look, it's not my fault you decided to make all the pies for the village on the same day we got this order. 
Well, no, it's not your fault. That's Helge's fault. And we're both on the same page as far as that's concerned. All right. Yeah. Well, as long as you save me a slice here. Yeah. Come on over and give me a hand here. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I did have to give a pie uh, to the neighbor kid, Timber, just so uh, he wouldn't blab to everyone about mom's secret ingredient. What, the cinnamon? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I know, but she was very offended. Someone needs to tell her that cinnamon's in every peach pie. I mean, I've tried to tell her before, but... Yeah. But she says it's a special cinnamon that she gets from the, the the elven caravans that come through every couple months, so I don't know. Maybe there's something something different about it, but yeah, I mean, it just seems like normal cinnamon to me. Right. Elven caravan. That's fun. That's fun. That's a good time. You uh, walk over to him, and he, he hands you a piece of like un, unforged steel... You know exactly what to do with it. And the two of you begin going to work in this forge. Uh, dis- describe to me this this scene or how Flint is feeling in this moment as he's living this moment with his father. Flint is feeling really good. It's hot. It's hard work. But it's work that he loves. And, you know, it's kind of like a... Outside of his daily meditations, it's like as close to Zen as he can get during his day to day. You two are, uh, there are a few other workers there, but you two are working in unison and it's almost becomes musical. The motions that you're going through. And we catch a moment where you look over to Fargrim, to your father, and he looks back at you and there's this small smile not that it's it's unheard of that he would do that but there's just this look of recognition and almost as if he's saying with his eyes you're doing a good job and as that moment fades we find flint in a quiet place Deep in thought and meditation. Yeah, he's all uh, crisscross applesauced, as uh, as Amy loves to say. He's all crisscross applesauced on the floor, and he's got kind of just hands on his knees, and he's he's quietly repeating a mantra that just says, "My life is full of joy. My life is full of joy." My life is full of joy. This mantra continues for My life is full of joy. A good amount of time. My life is full of joy. The room otherwise is quiet. And in your My life is full of joy. In your sight, your eyes are closed. So in your vision, My life is full of joy. There's this flash of bright light. This gray and then green and then red and then Two dragon eyes staring back at you, not with any sort of malicious intent, but two dragon eyes staring back at you, and they look equally surprised. And then they're gone. Well, that's that's never happened before. We cut back to Yenbull, who. After Leosin had laughed, you quickly followed him into the next room. Leosin. Oh, yes, sorry. Hi, Yenpo. Hi. I... 
how can I help? I am I am ready. I have this is all I have. But of course, you know everyone and everything here. So who do I? Um, who can I go and help? Who needs assistance, or what can I do? There are some families further further in who would likely need help getting their children ready. If you go see Amelie and Torrance in the back, they will at least be able to direct you at what they what they need help with. They kind of take care of most of the children and probably would need the most help right now. Wonderful, I will help. But first, how are you? Uh, Do you feel a little hopeful? More so than in a long time, yeah. Yeah. We know the gods are not all dead. We will get more. One is a start, and if he can recover, if he can use his power, and if this this teleportation object works like we could ch- we could change what has happened i don't know how that looks i don't i haven't I, there's no books that say how time ripples out and changes if we are able to even do it but the fact that you and Thea and Flint had come from the past to get here, it leads me to believe that we we are putting the pieces into play to allow us to do the opposite. There must be a way. There must be. It's nice to see you again. It is nice to see you too. I will, I will go help with the children. Thank you. Leosin, I wanted to, um, well, I just want to, like, how possible is it that this thing will work? Um, the, the, if they, if they even come back with it, the, the soul bridge is what it's called. It's powerful enough that it tore multiple rips in the fabric of reality between planes at one time. And our and our plan is to create one really big rip? And our plan is to basically accordion time itself and tear a hole in it and step through and hope we step through to the right moment. I mean, there's two parts to this, Tall Gear. There's there's the there's the object and there's Bahman. Well, what can the old man do? Well, the old man's the power source. The old man's the one who can make the tear as big as it needs to be. If what you're saying is true and the Arcane Brotherhood is now, in fact, gone, if they well, didn't I, flee... I don't know if it's true or not, but... The tower itself deserted. Yeah. One of the last members that we were able to talk to. Uh, she was in Bryn Shander when we left. She was not there when we returned. 
I don't know where she is. I don't know if any of their other search parties came back. But I wouldn't say it's too likely that any of them are out there. It's my experience that it's that's probably true. And if they were overrun that quickly and that severely, it's not likely that they survived. And if they didn't survive, we need a massive power source. And the only other massive power source right now is Orcus. And harnessing Orcus's power is not something that I'm comfortable doing. I I just don't think we'd have the opportunity, would we? Not likely. Okay, so when you say harness, like basically we're we're going to use the old man up. I hope not. But in his current state, I mean, how much power can he In his current state, he can't I like I I don't know if he could do it. It looks like getting out of wherever it was that you were back here spent whatever he has. So now we have to hope that now he's back in the material plane, a rejuvenative factor is in place. Okay, so he needs... Huh, isn't it ironic? We all just need time. Which I feel is ticking ever so quickly. Well, I mean, if they're right, and it was Varanox and Lipsinki, yeah, we're running short. There's a there's a beat before he says anything. And all of you, everyone, you see Talgir and Leosin, you see Thea meditating beside Flint. Flamikins is rushing about trying to pack up things with, a, with some of the more military folk. And Yembol is back corralling children and placing tattered toys and clothes into bags as quickly as she can. And there's a pulse that echoes out, causing the entire refuge to go silent. The ground and walls begin to shake. And those close to the front of this refuge would be Talgir and Leosin. Thea, you would feel this in your meditative state. The ceiling is torn open, and the main entry to the Resistance's hold is blown in. Debris is thrown, and people scream as they are struck by heavy stone. I think Talgir and Leosin make a dexterity saving throw. Fun story, guys. It's just the returning search party. They found that item. <laughs> they really wanted not. to make an yeah. entrance. Yeah. Uh, deck save, you said, Russ? Yes, please. That is a 21. Okay, Leosin got a 21 as well. Ooh, twinsies. Um, both of you see this and quickly jump out of the way as this boulder of a stone rockets between the two of you. People are running and fleeing from this explosion, and as you move forward to look and see what caused the chaos, you see the head of a zombified dragon peering down into the sewer through the torn-up earth. The flesh decaying from its face, an open chest cavity where inside you see black, rotting intestines. 
Thea, as you step into this room, you recognize this dragon. Having fought them once before, it comes back to you in a flash of a memory, back to a greenery-filled cave with Flint and Nulara at your side as an adult green dragon emerges from the watery cave and roars before you. Staring through at you is an undead Kuth. Dungeons and Dragons, Season 2, Episode 96, starring Amy Moore as Thea Amastasia, Carla Maxted as Yen Bol Nuri, Tom Laird as Tolkier Heavyfoot, with guest Kristen Flemons as a goth god lost Catho Alavi, and Russ Moore as your dungeon master. Editing, production, and sound design by Russ Moore. This episode featured music from Epidemic Sound and sound effects from Epidemic Sound, Boom Library, and Sound Ideas. A huge thank you to our supporting producers. Gabriel Lynch, Jessica Babiak, Kat Waterflame, Stevie, Jacob Madden, Devin Michaels, Christian Brown, Aaron Stevens, Lula Han, and Charlie Warley. To support Dungeons & Dragons and our many other productions and get access to an exclusive podcast called The Adventures Of, bonus episodes, and much more, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast, where when we reach 100 patrons, we'll release an exclusive Grancis & Flamekins bonus episode, Escaping the Abyss. You can also follow us at facebook.com slash dumbdragonpodcast and on Instagram and Twitter at dumbdragoncast. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. We'll talk again soon. We were way too happy for this. I know. For this the darkest timeline, right. right. everybody. I'll, I'll bring us down right now. Just, uh, let's uh, bring it down. It's so hot. God. So dark. It is very warm. Yeah, it is the darkest timeline. In an instant, the spiraling energy... Vroom, vroom. The gnome Get out of rips here. off on a radical motorcycle. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Later. Got spoilers, baby. Okay, bye. Sound like we were on the phone. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> no, you, bye, hang, bye. you hang up first. You hang up first. You hang up first. Click. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello, hello, I'm Malik. I'm Jamie. And this is World Gone Wrong, where we discuss the unprecedented times we're living through. Can your manager still schedule you for night shifts after that werewolf bit you? My ex-boyfriend was replaced by an alien body snatcher, but I think I like him better now. Who is this dude showing up in everyone's old pictures? My friend says the sewer alligators are reading maps now. When did the kudzu start making that humming sound? We are just your normal millennial roommates processing our feelings about a chaotic world in front of some microphones. World Gone Wrong, a new fiction podcast from Audacious Machine Creative, creators of Unwell, a Midwestern Gothic mystery. Learn more at audaciousmachinecreative.com. Find World Gone Wrong in all the regular places you find podcasts. I love you so much. <laughs> I mean, you could like up the energy a little you bit. You could like, up the energy. I actually don't take notes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You sounded great. So did you. <laughs>